0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Quiet numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. It's the JT and Looney Podcast, episode 162. Powered by our friends at Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, college football. Touchdown, USC. Every league. Uh, Major League Baseball, the NFL, you know what the leagues are. NBA, NHL, UFC, CIA, BBC, BB King, and Doris Day. Take it! Take it! Even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, futures. Head to BetOnline as soon as you can, right after this podcast. Head to BetOnline. And just for being friends with JT and Looney, you get a 50% bonus. On your first deposit, but you have to use our new promo code, believe, B L E A V 50. It's B L E A V 50. B L E A V 50. And get your 50% welcome bonus. That's Bet Online, our proud sponsor. Or maybe they're ashamed, I don't know. But they are our sponsor. Bet Online, where the game starts. And now the podcast starts. Damn it. There he is.
1: Hello, guys. How are
0: you?
2: God, I love your setup. You, you oh look my like God. a movie professional.
1: Thank you. It is so great to see the both of you. Thanks for having me back. And well, you have
0: been a movie professional for a long time, how long have you been a member of the Critics Association of whatever that's called?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the critics choice association uh 12 years okay. close to 12 years close to 12 yeah
0: wow.
2: Well, wow i want to begin by thanking you because you've always joined us and now we're on a platform we have platforms yes be a radio show <laughs> now we have multiple radio shows and the podcast and the platform and you're back again and we've been doing this a number of years and one of my best friends who was the best man in my wedding jimmy b said i can't wait for this episode I need it. He's actually been waiting for it because the Oscars are coming up this weekend and we are in dire need of your analysis and predictions. How are you, Jackson?
1: I am doing great. And I'm so excited to give all of that to you guys and to hear what you liked and loved and hated from the award season and and these movies, because I like some of them. I hate some of these nominees. Well,
0: I was worried about this show because I had gone to the movies so infrequently the past year as a lot of people have gotten out of the habit of going to the movie theater and seeing films and uh and then i looked at the nominations and you know there are some people who can always pick you know who can go into trader joe's or and and find the right bottle of wine they know what they're doing that's not me i know the language but uh i don't know how to pick out a fine bottle of wine but i do know how to see a good movie and these are the only movies that i saw this year tar Mm. banshees of insurance the Fableman's, triangle of sadness top gun elvis look at how many i hit
1: okay you did well you did well with capturing some of the most nominated movies for sure yeah
0: incredible i
1: watched watched
2: banshees this morning oh great Great. doing a radio show and uh again no surprise that tom looney doesn't like the war movie fascinated by all quiet on the western front it had to take a year or two to just dress the war scene just to get the battlefield ready i want to get into that but i want to start off first let's get in before we get to the nominees let's get into your website and a deep dive how can everybody find exactly what they're going to need before the oscars come up this weekend where can we find you
1: well thank you yes all the picks will be up all 23 categories lights-camera-jackson.com and twitter at LCJ Reviews. also got some cool photos and analysis on instagram at LightsCamJackson. jackson
0: oh the photos are usually you uh with uh whomever is nominated that's what you <laughs> mean by photos right whether you're 11 or whether you are what you are now it's is that what that is when you're talking about a lot of photos just a lot of photos with hey look at me with this nominee
1: you know, it's photos. It's also interview clips with, okay. especially the animation makers. I've talked with most of the directors of the nominated animated features. Oh, okay. That's There's true. Q and A's okay. with the animated as well. But yes, and I that's forgot. I, now, that yeah, done, yeah. now that I'm done,
0: now that I'm done giving you shit, I forgot that you actually do talk to the directors and the producers <laughs> and everybody. That's and right. Also,
2: and also, I want to start off because I want to make sure we don't run out of time. Okay. For those who haven't been to the movies, I'm getting concerned. I'm even getting comfortable streaming. I'm getting very.
0: I know. Comfortable
2: streaming. When I need to go to the movies, my sons who are back in town for spring break, uh, they went to see Creed three. They're mm. going to other movies. They, they love go Ant-Man. They're going crazy on Ant-Man, but they didn't stream it. They're streaming everything else. So tell us why you're encouraged. Cause you've been back in the movie theaters for a number of years coming through COVID and coming out of COVID.
1: Yeah. I've been back into theaters somewhere around 105 times since, August of 2020 when I was able to go back to see Tenet the first time and then a long break until May of 21, basically uh, through here about 105 times. And it's been great to be back in the theaters to support the theatrical experience, to see these movies on a big screen, not just the picture and the sound and sometimes with the audience experience, just that feel and to support these theaters and these employees that need it. These theaters need to stick around. They need the support. And I honestly think this is the year when the impact of theaters will overtake some of the impact of streaming. It's leaned towards streaming for the three years. Tom Cruise helped things last year with Top Gun. I think this mega lineup this year that we're going to have is going to take over some of the streaming impact.
0: And we're going to get around to the nominations eventually. We'll bookend here because I always want to get this out of the way. The movies nominated for best Picture because there's the real ones, and then there's ones that I call the juice box nominations, the red state nominations, the unwashed nominations, the best picture nominations that's just tossed in to make people feel good who don't know what a good movie is and haven't seen any of the real any of the real nominations. That's my snobby introduction to the nominations. But with Tar, Everything, Everywhere All At Once, the Banshees of Uh Inishirin, the Fablemans and the Triangle of Success. Those are the real nominations, correct?
1: Uh I mean I liked All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm-hmm. I think I think Women Talking is also a good film. Um
0: how are you going to get I, men to go to that movie?
1: Yeah, how are you going to get men to go to that movie? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. no, just
0: change the title. That's one way. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's a strong cast. And uh, in uh-huh. some years, some of the performances, including Ben Wishaw as the primary male character in it, um, I think he should have gotten in supporting actor. It's a very good performance from him. Other years, some of these performances would have gotten in. Ever but, since yeah. Fargo, anything with
0: Francis yeah. McDormand, I'm going to like yeah. anyway. So right. I was just taking uh, my sexist why, shot there.
1: Yeah, Avatar. I don't know why Avatar is on this list. Yeah, because I mean,
0: the I, same I, reason I, Top Gun and Elvis are, because I think it's to get the masses to watch the TV show, correct?
1: yeah but it doesn't deserve to be on this list i mean if you know people put the first one on the list 12 years ago 13 years ago uh because and it it almost won against the hurt locker because of the impact and james cameron and the visuals and all that second Mm. time around it's it's i think even a worse film than the first one was and james cameron's not in director yeah, I, that that one is that one bugs me. OK, well, we'll book and yeah, we'll yeah. book
0: and and come okay. back to the best okay. picture. I just wanted to throw in that people yeah. were being fooled and let them know. And
1: that. I'm going to guide
2: us through this with lights, cameras. OK, Jackson, our good friend, Jackson and Tom Looney. I'm going to kind of step in and out here because I didn't see everything, but I saw a lot of these pictures. we're going to start when I'm a young boy. I always dreamed. When I wasn't going to dream about being an athlete, I dreamed of winning Best Supporting Actor. Wow. Tom, I've talked about it because it's right. the same award as Best Actor. You get into the same Vanity Fair party, you get right into the Governor's <laughs> Ball, and you have an actor. Yes. And I think the great actors should have two Best Actors and one Best Supporting Actor, and I, I bundle them all together. So we're going to begin with my favorite award, the great. Award that I tune yeah. into, and the award that I want to win because I saw brendan gleason this morning and he had such a big bold role i was surprised it wasn't best actor we'll go. shut up Ben. tyree henry in causeway oh judd hirsch in the fable man terrific barry keegan also in the banshee loved him and uh, jackson tell me if i got this right with k hoy juan did i get the name right please yeah
1: you're close yeah. Kihi kwan It Ki-hi kwan. Okay. was not close <laughs> remember him
2: in the indiana jones movies yeah so as we begin There are some big names here, and I don't like giving career awards to someone who's never won an award. And we're going to give him one when he's in his 80s or 90s. I'm going to just say, hey, you had a great career. Let's start off with this category, and who's your favorite?
1: Uh, My favorite performance is kind of a tie between Brendan Gleeson and Brian Tyree Henry. I'm very glad Brian Tyree Henry is in this category because mm-hmm. it's a very good performance in a film that I yeah. thought was mediocre overall. But uh, he, he elevated the material in Causeway. Brendan Gleeson, it's the best role. It's the best kind of written role with the most meat and the most substance
0: but it's also he was a lead actor there were two lead actors in that film it shouldn't be a supporting actor
1: more Colin farrell had more screen time and attention a little bit i think but judd doesn't to me judd hirsch doesn't deserve to be in here for for eight minutes well didn't this
0: but didn't this used to be the way it was the best supporting was a smaller role for judd hirsch and now they're squeezing in lead actors it's
1: even it's so small barry keegan's good in banshees kihi kwan I'm not a fan of Everything Everywhere all at once. The film just did not work for me. Okay. But he has swept pretty much everything except the BAFTA this award season. So I think he Kwan will win the Academy Award.
0: And so JT, what, what... Oh, do you? Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I
2: because he, he's the heavy favorite. He's been fantastic along the way. Uh, again, I did not see the picture, but I saw a man. lot of clips from it. I like the way... He's going on the circuit. I think this is also an award that people vote on and they pick their favorites. And I think he's done everything right. It's got a little bit of a lifetime achievement award and God, his story, Jackson, about literally not being able to find any work. There was a point where he was thinking about giving up acting from his early childhood acting jobs with Harrison Ford and Steven Spielberg in the Raiders uh, family of movies. And now he gets this crowning achievement. And I don't think it's the end of his career. He probably got some good work in front of him. I think you'd agree.
1: Yes, I, I would agree with that. This is a year where we could see a lot of career achievement awards slash comeback.
0: Oh, and don't Man. you think, right, as you go to best supporting actress, I'm thinking Jamie Lee Curtis because daughter of a movie star, another career award. And, you know, the the... the elephant in the room too is that also there's always been a question about gender with jamie lee so that might give her that that's a big topic now these days and so i think all that mixed into the soup does makes her a big favorite for best supporting actress what do you think
1: i think there is a legitimate possibility i mean mm-hmm. the 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 sag award win for her was a shock okay because- it was probably going to go to angela bassett i think we all thought it was going to go to angela bassett for black panther wakanda forever uh-huh. i think it will still go to her the academy award will still go to angela bassett for a very good performance and it's sort of lifetime achievement career achievement if jamie lee curtis wins it's kind of the right. same thing right uh, with the halloween franchise ending this past year as well the timing of that but you could see carrie condon from banshees Ooh. Uh, pull this out and win this. Yeah, uh, she won the BAFTA. She would still be a surprise win here. I don't see either of the other nominees uh, winning. It's a good performance, I think. Banshees is a movie that I like. The acting in it, I have problems with the way the story goes. It uh, did not really work for me. Uh, it worked for me ten extreme.
0: seconds in. Ten seconds in. Ten, so I can't it, wait to talk about it.
1: Oh. Yeah, it, it's a little extreme, but I I think Angela Bassett's going to win. But do not be surprised if Jamie Lee Curtis or Carrie Condon is up on she, that.
0: Again. She was on knx the news station here in los angeles talking uh with the with the guy with the anchors last night and she was so charming regular womanish you know, just like a regular guy, but regular, but a woman, and uh, so, and she's an LA girl. You know, the daughter of a movie star. Not that that should give her any awards, but uh, but she she's she was really incredibly likable last night when I the listened. Winner, to
2: her. the winner for best supporting actress, yeah, yeah. is Angela Bleepin Bassett. Okay, if you haven't watched the Academy Awards. If you did the grandeur, she's been beautiful, Jackson, on the red carpet throughout the award season. She's been the rock star everybody's pulling for her it's a big picture Black Panther she's gonna step up there knock it out of the park and this is a big role for her I agree I think she wins this award and I love Kerry Condon because she played in between the two stars in that movie the two male stars Mm -hmm. and I thought she was great dealing with two individuals that were going through a topic that most Uh. men go through and she handled it beautifully
1: yeah, yeah. Carrie Condon's going to have a big career. I mean, she already has been working for a long time, but this will elevate it for sure. Uh, and I think Angela Bassett. Yeah, it's been what, 29 years since "What's Love Got to Do with It," so she's going for the first win. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's time for Angela Bassett and the legacy of Chadwick Boseman involved in this. I, I and the Critics' Choice and Golden Globe wins. I I think help her in I, this case.
0: I've always heard if you win, I don't know if it's a nomination. Or if you get a nomination or if you win the award in any category, it, it gets you a million dollars for your next film. Have you, is that, is there any, might truth be one of those not?
1: Hollywood showbiz rumors? I have okay. not right. heard confirmed yeah. that, but maybe it'll certainly help. yes,
2: yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. not a big fan of if you've never won, oh, we're going to introduce you as Academy Award nominee. No, 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 no. You're an Academy Award winner, okay? Many people have been nominated, and congratulations to them. We are talking on this show, on this year podcast with Lights, camera, Jackson, Jackson Murphy every year. We're talking winners.
0: If I get nominated (laughs) for Best Supporting uh, for anything the rest of my life, whether I win or not, I'm going to be introduced as the Academy Award nominee just to spite you. (laughs)
2: you. All right, I want to go with the original and adapted screenplay, Jackson, if Uh we can, because I love this, because an adapted screenplay coming off a great novel, great book, everybody wants to know how that was adapted to a movie, and then an original screenplay. Tell us the difference between both, in your opinion. Talking to the winners of the past, to some of the nominees, what the main
1: difference is in this category? The main difference is original is you come up with it, or it's taken from a true story, but not from an actual text, an actual article, a book, a magazine piece, an extensive. That's really what adapted screenplay is all about. Adapted screenplay, in the case of Glass Onion being nominated this year. Anything that's a sequel, anything that's a prequel, anything that's a threequel has to automatically go into adapted along with being based on a play. So that's kind of the difference basically. Okay.
2: All right. Cause everybody's telling me that everything everywhere is going to kind of have a monster night. And I agree, especially at best actress, which we'll get to. So I believe that this is a category right now where everything everywhere has got to start picking up momentum here. This is one of the awards that I like here for that picture. Banshees, I thought, was really unique. I mentioned All Quiet on the Western Front coming from the novel that sold globally worldwide. They made this movie twice. Uh, The book was a bestseller here. So when we look at the categories broken up here, walk me through who you think is the favorites and who you think is going to win.
1: Original screenplay, Everything Everywhere is the favorite, and I think it's going to win. If there's an upset, it's Banshees um I don't see Fableman's Tara Triangle winning original it's got to be everything everywhere adapted is interesting because you've got Top Gun Top Gun won't win this category it'll win a couple technical things probably uh Glass Onion will not win that was a a surprise that Ryan Johnson gets in second time he got an original last time with Knives Out gets in this second time with Glass Onion Living is a very good movie with Bill Nighy who gives my favorite lead actor performance of the year living is the living is the dark horse here all quiet maybe i think sarah paulie wins adapted screenplay for women talking it feels right um she won critics choice in wga as well i think women talking wins adapted uh
0: jamie lee curtis last night told me through the radio speakers (laughs) that uh, everything everywhere all at once was made in 30 days in simi valley and they, the, you know, the rumblings of this was in January 2020, the rumblings of COVID were coming. They had to get it done, get it done, get it done, get it done. And they got it done, I think, in 28 days. And it wasn't a big budget film. Then they did right. it and they just did it quickly. And it was, it was just a great story about how this uh, lower budget film is now getting all this accolades two years later, three years later now.
1: Yeah, there you I go. Would. And a- A24 having a very good year with that, with Marcel Deschel in Animated, and The Whale with Brendan Fraser. So A24, and After Sun with Paul Meskel. So A24 is having a very oh, good year.
0: JT, I know you're steering the ship here with where we're going with nominations, but we do have to throw Jackson a bone. He likes cartoons.
1: Okay. Well, I know, but
2: I have the one more <laughs> one more thing that I want okay. to mention in this category. Sure. Oh, okay. sure. Which I can't believe you gentlemen have forgotten. Okay. So this is, if you were ever going to rename the Oscars you would rename it the Spielbergs. Okay. And I'm, okay. I'm upset. I was upset. I told you when this movie came out, I thought they blew it. You know how I go crazy over titles. It could be the difference. They should yes. call it the Spielbergs because it was about the Spielbergs. It wasn't about the Fablemans. And I knew that anything Steven wanted to touch Jackson and put his hands on and open up a portal to his life that we didn't know about was going to be popular amongst the voters here. And I want to talk about that. The Fablemans here, best original screenplay, because it's the life of Steven Spielberg. How do you put this guy in a tux with his life accomplishment movie of his family and his life? Is he a favorite here? Does he have a chance to win in this category?
1: No, I I don't think he he and and Tony Kushner have a chance to win in original screenplay. Um, I didn't love the Fablemans. I thought it was kind of overly sappy, weak. There are some... ridiculous sections of it and some what in the world was he thinking parts of it i think he was too close to the material and that really impacted it with the story and the direction no because because everything everywhere and tar and even triangle of sadness and banshees are all more creative stories i think than the fablemans i think that's why it's not going to win in that category incredible
2: it's the 95th academy awards sunday march 12 2023 it's our annual podcast we do with jackson murphy fame-filled critic he's been doing this forever and he is our friend all right Looney, you want to tease him oh animation. yes i don't think you should be no an expert in this field i know let's get to some animation and some oh. other categories jackson i'll let Listen, you lead the way well
0: same reason i make fun of soccer is because i don't know anything about it and i don't although i did see some of pinocchio uh okay. best but i do want to go through the best animated feature because i know you will be you know this is your wheelhouse
1: yeah uh, yeah it's a it's a good group this year guillermo de toro's pinocchio is the front runner it's okay. very close to a lock very close i think the upset here is puss in boots because okay. this movie has made 175 million in the theaters the second highest grossing animated movie of this pandemic only behind the minion sequel that came out last summer the families have loved it. The animation community really loves it. I think if Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was not out this year, your winner would be Puss in Boots. Marcel is creative. It's not a fully animated movie, so there's even controversy of why it's in the category. Sea Beast is good. Turning Red is good. They're, they're not going to win. Um, so Pinocchio is the winner there. I've also seen and interviewed all the directors of the animated short film nominees, and it's a fantastic global group. Uh, There's one from Australia called An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It that (laughs) is so fun and Uh so unique. Uh, A film called My Year of Dicks, which is about relationships, is also very good. Ice Merchants is incredible to look at. The Flying Sailor is a nice story. The winner will be The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, produced by J.J. Abrams. Mm. And it's based on a book. And it's this really emotional, sincere, gentle story that you can watch on Apple TV+. I think that's the winner.
2: Is there a star in this category? Is there a young star or an aging star just coming together at the perfect time? As you know, this side of the industry so well that you're just saying, you know, we're looking at a Meryl Streep in her prime or an animator who's just doing their best work right now.
1: Oh, in the animation categories, there's a lot of talented creative people. I always tell people the most talented creative people working in this business are in animation because Mm. of the possibilities because of the ideas the director of the ostrich movie who won the student academy award for it lachlan pendragon uh is great he made this movie in his house uh early on in the pandemic did a lot of it himself and he's already won a student academy award and he's an oscar nominee so that's fantastic there are some veterans in this category the women who did the flying sailor from canada have been nominated uh, one has been nominated three times before, one twice before in the category. So um, the other one twice before in the category. So yes, there's veterans, there's newbies in the animated feature category as well. Domi Shi, director of Turning Red from Pixar um, and and the Marcel team and the Seabees team. Uh, some veterans and New Blood animations in good hands when it comes to these nominees.
2: Fabulous. Let's rock back in to Best yeah. Actress. And all I've been hearing from day one on this, it's Michelle Yeoh and everybody else. But Kate Blanchett is a brilliant actress. Oh, God, uh, Anna DeArmas, I believe I got that right. Yeah. Andrea yeah. Riseborough and Michelle Williams, who has been sneaky great in his her entire career. You put her in a picture, it's going to be fabulous here you know Michelle and everybody everything she's done in the past and all of her movies overseas and her being a queen of the industry and all the box office that she's done this seems to be her moment what has happened in the other award shows who's the front runner for best actress
1: Frontrunner was originally Kate Blanchett and then it shifted to Michelle Yeoh and so i think Michelle Yeoh wins because of the SAG win the Spirit Awards win there are so many people who want to see her win Kate Blanchett It's a phenomenal performance tar was my number one movie of 2022 wow experience unbelievable um love love the character love the uh unpredictability factor of it the spontaneity it was just just an incredible experience i couldn't agree more
0: couldn't agree more
1: but here's (laughs) the thing didn't
0: she already win didn't she already win for blue jasmine playing a crazy person
1: and and the aviator for for Catherine hepburn so she's won twice before so what i mean is also
0: playing pretty much the same character the blue jazz this is a lesbian version of the blue jasmine character
1: but an even deeper well written i liked blue jasmine i didn't love blue jasmine Uh, there were other performances that year i would have Uh, and i'm throwing
0: that out there but she was incredible and the movie was really good too
1: yeah tar tar was incredible i want Kate blanchett to win i didn't buy anna de armas for a second as marilyn monroe i wanted to i could not get there michelle williams not going to win this time andrew riseborough for two leslie it's the controversial performance of the year in these categories because of the voting strategy how did she get in at the last second and all that the performance is all right it's one of my i'd say top 20 favorite lead actress performances of the year but it's it doesn't deserve to be in a group of five um michelle yo i think wins
2: well, what caught my attention there, and I'd like you to elaborate on it, I like greatness. Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls. And you're, you you kind of tease Kate Blanchett with the other victories. I like when you get to the category. I've always said I love my all-time favorite actor, Daniel mm. Day-Lewis, De Niro, mm. all the greats. I want to see him get from two to three. From By the way, I'm rolling four.
0: my eyes at Daniel Day-Lewis and not Robert De Niro. I want
2: to see mm. actors get to that achievement where they win four academy awards or five be like the all-time greats be a betty davis have that moment it sounds like jackson if kate blanchett can get this one it seems like it's a two women race where would this put her historically with all the other great lead actresses
1: oh yeah it it ties her with uh francis mcdormand for acting wins with with three uh meryl streep with with three acting wins Absolutely. You go from two to three. That is next level. And for her to do it in a span of 18 years, is very impressive. It it was a nine year gap between the Aviator win and the Blue Jasmine win. It would be another nine year gap between the Blue Jasmine win and the Tar win. So to to win three Oscars in 18 years uh, would be quite something.
0: I loved all the turns and everything, the twists and turns and tar, the catch uh, you off guard, the, yeah. you're waiting for stuff and waiting for stuff to happen. And it doesn't happen because of the, of the twists and turns. Okay. Let's get the best, best actor.
2: Ooh. Oh, I can't Still. wait. I can't wait. For, I wait all year for this podcast for <laughs> best actor, lead actor here. Yeah. All right, let's go with Austin Butler. First, uh, Colin Farrell, uh, Brendan Frazier, Paul Mescal. And Bill Niley, as you said that. Can I get a pronunciation on that again, please?
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's Bill Nye. Some people say yeah. Bill Nye, but that's like Bill Nye, the science guy. So I always like to add the E for, for okay. Bill Nye.
2: Okay. I knocked yeah. out Colin Farrell this morning. Mm-hmm. and you know i'm I'm still trying to digest the film and i thought the best supporting actor was better than him that's my problem in this category uh-huh. you have a great supporting actor nominee here who i thought was better than the actor i haven't seen the whale yet but i saw him on the circuit talking right. about it and the obesity and the connections and his eyes were brilliant i walked out of elvis with my wife in the theater and said I want to go right back and get online again and see Austin Butler again. (laughs) I thought he knocked it out of the park. So this is a strong category here. So let's begin, Jackson. Who's the front runner? Who's the favorite? And who do you think had the best performance?
1: Well, all five of these guys are first-time nominees, so that's cool. You know, all of them should be prepared to be up on that stage because this is a very competitive category. Austin Butler won the Golden Globe and the BAFTA. Brendan Fraser won the um, Critics' Choice Award and the SAG Award. So that's split. Colin Farrell won the other Golden Globe. I think Bill Nye's is incredible in living. He's my pick for who should win. And Paul Mescal is very good in After Sun. We'll get a lot of younger votes. So, for votes from younger people. So... I'm picking Austin Butler to win because I think it's it's too irresistible for a lot of Academy voters, especially older ones, to avoid picking the guy who played Elvis. And all these musician wins over right. the years from Rami Malek to Jamie Foxx to Reese Witherspoon to Jeff Bridges, um, even Judy Gar- yeah, Renee Zellweger for Judy Garland. You could throw in there, singers, performers, musicians, so many. I think it's the case here. But Brendan Fraser could definitely be up there if votes split. Colin Farrell, probably next in line to be up on stage. But this could really go in any direction. And I love that it can go in any direction.
0: And I loved Colin Farrell 10 seconds into the movie. Because, oh, my God, this is my kind of movie. And so so let's get the best picture.
2: Well, hold on. One other thing on okay. Austin Butler. Okay. I think yeah. the reason he wins this award is hmm. young Elvis to old Elvis. He kept me involved. He, he was outstanding as older Elvis. In Las Vegas. Yeah. Just as it was early in the early years before he bought mama a house at Graceland and the early, I got to ask you this, Jackson, was that a terrible role or an average role, a Colonel uh, for Tom Hanks? Is that an award that made you have more respect for him or
1: should he have passed that along to someone else? Uh, it was a very distracting performance. I had a lot of problems with Elvis. I don't think it's a great movie. Um, Butler's very good in it. There's some strong scenes. Tom Hanks was not. Tom Hanks should be in this best actor category for A Man Called Otto. One of his best in a long time. He was so good in that. And the momentum, it's made almost 65 million domestically. People are keep going and going to see it. It's a fantastic Tom Hanks performance. Ooh, good and enough. I can't believe he's not in this category. Wow. That,
2: I would not go see that movie unless you told me right there. And I will see it now.
0: It, it's, the, isn't it the in. greatest thing in the world when someone, when you think that's not a movie I'd like. And that's a, JT's wife sent me to a Devil Wears Prada. I said, I don't want to go see a movie about uh, fashion. Movie. And JT's wife said, go see that movie. I'm like, <laughs> I can watch it over and over and over and over again yeah, so it's it is one of those. fun absolutely yeah, uh, yeah. Uh. Right, here we go to best picture women talking
2: triangles of sadness top gun maverick tar the fabelman's everything everywhere all at once elvis the banshees avatar the way of the water and all quiet on the western front i saw four of these pictures obviously i want to spend some time on top gun maverick I love war movies. I think the best movies that have ever been made are war movies. I think a lot goes into it. I think that a lot goes into the cinematography, the action, obviously everything, the acting. If There's great acting in a war movie. I thought the acting was brilliant, all quiet on the Western front, and I couldn't take my eyes off the screen because I couldn't believe what went in to building these war scenes from the tunnels and what happened in all the mud and the water and the planes flying right over their head and the violence. I thought it was a brilliant motion picture. I think it's going to win. I Mm. think that there's a lot of good movies here. That's my winner. I thought it was a brilliant masterpiece. Jackson plays
0: you you think it's going to win or you would it would get your vote.
2: I think it's going to win because it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Wow. A lot of movies. And some war movies. I put it in the category with Saving Private Riven, Ryan, my all-time favorite movie. Everybody says J.T. is it Godfather one or two, or is it Raging Bull? No, it's Platoon. Because walking oh. out of Platoon had the biggest impact on my wow. life as a moviegoer. It changed wow. my life. Walking wow. back to my college campus, there. So and I root for war movies and Looney. I know me. he loves. It. I yeah. root for more war movies. I can never get enough of World War Two. Oh, and they gave me World War One. They, <laughs> they gave me World War Two. They gave me World War One. Look at how excited I am. That's
0: I, 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 do. I don't mind World War One movies because there's not very many of them. They have horses and stuff. I kind of like World War One. Don't Jackson. give me one more goddamn World War Two movie, please.
1: So many, so many. Oh my God, Jackson, JT and his war movies,
0: and you too. and your cartoons.
2: Oh, let's get Jackson's favorites.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think All Quiet could win. It won the BAFTA. did very well at the Baptist, And it's been proven over the last few years you do not have to have a Best Director nomination to win Best Picture. Mm -hmm. Look at Argo. Look at Green Book. Look at CODA last year. So All Quiet could win. Top Gun is a wild card. It's a legitimate wild card. It's been that way since it opened in May when people said, this thing needs to get nominated for Best Picture. So it's a wild card. I think it's between All Quiet Banshees and Everything Everywhere. And I think Everything Everywhere wins. It seems to have the momentum. You do the preferential ballot, you rank the movies one to 10. And if enough people, especially enough younger Oscar voters, put it as their number one, I think that's going to make it win. Same thing sort of with Parasite a few years ago. I sort of thought maybe it was going to be the number two and then it would make it the winner. It seemed to be the number one for a lot of people. So if they put it as their number one, everything everywhere wins. And the rest of them are much farther back in the pack.
0: I would probably vote for Banshees. I will tell you the triangle of sadness with transactional relationships and, and, and everything about that movie I thought was terrific. And I kept thinking about it days later. I love any film like that where it gets better in your mind as you go on cuz nice. you're right. catching stuff as well. I'm 25% Polish. Sometimes it takes 25% longer for me to catch every message that was sent in a movie and having but the 75% is Irish. So Banshees I was locked in. Yeah. And, and i come, must yeah. I, I must be loved so i was locked into that when someone says i don't want to be your friend anymore i was i was locked in with colin farrell's uh performance of you must be my friend wow. i was just locked into that film and i've been to the Aran islands where it was so filmed was and it's 100 there. years old it's from 1923 right. and this is 2023 right. and so it's a great period piece everything about it i just loved
1: yeah. Tar would get my vote. Tar would would definitely wow. be my number one um, for sure. It was my number one for the year. And it deserves it deserves to win Best Picture because it is an experience. People could also say the same thing about All Quiet on the Western Front. It's an experience. Top Gun obviously is an experience. Right. Um, Elvis. I, Elvis is only in this category because of of Austin Butler. Uh, let's be honest. As a right, movie, okay. I thought I like Moulin Rouge a lot more than this. Uh, as a movie and uh, what Baz Luhrmann was able to do, even the great Gatsby movie, I liked much more than the Elvis film itself. Uh, But they have to fill 10 slots because they now required 10 nominees to be in here, even if only five or six of them really deserve to be in the category.
2: Well, thanks for paying tribute to Baz. Because I don't think you could have an Academy Award podcast if you don't pray at the altar of Baz. So very (laughs) nice that you got that in. As we wrap this up, A little behind the scenes, my buddies on my text thread were all in their 50s. Oh, my God, I can't believe I said that. Wow. They were all talking about Top Gun. And I said, stop, it's Top Gun. And no, no, people love that movie. And Cruise better have his moment. Can you imagine if Colin Farrell or, you know, Austin Butler win an Academy Award before Tom Cruise in the best actor performance? And I might, oh, right. That's probably going to happen and all the other actors who should have won because right. Tom Cruise should have had many best actors, especially yeah. in some of the great movies. <laughs> if,
0: Cuba Ron Gooding Jr. Paul, has a goddamn Oscar and, and Tom Cruise uh, and doesn't.
2: Ron Kovic on Born on the Fourth of July. Being oh, the Man
1: alone.
2: Right. Those are two right
0: there. Oh, beautiful movie. So uh,
1: uh Magnolia and Jerry Maguire, I think are the three. So he's nominated as a producer of Top Gun Maverick." So we could see, you know, Austin Butler or Brendan Fraser up on the stage and then, Ten minutes later, Tom Cruise could be up on that stage as a producer of Top Gun Maverick winning Best Picture, which would be cool. That is his way. But yes, that fifth best actor slot that went to Paul Meskill could have gone to Tom Cruise, could have gone to Tom Hanks, could have gone to Hugh Jackman. There were a couple others vying for that spot. So Cruise could have been in there. At least he is a nominee as a producer on Top Gun Maverick.
2: Uh, give, Since, me the winner. Go ahead. give me the winner for best director quickly. Okay. So we have less uh, than four minutes. The left.
1: Daniels. The Daniels for Everything Everywhere. Upset would be Spielberg, but I think he's lost momentum. I think the Daniels win director for Everything Everywhere. Spielberg losing momentum at the Academy Awards. Wow.
0: Well, wow. it doesn't, I guess a lot of times, doesn't it also depend on when people voted?
1: Yeah. Well, it's when people voting and just how long this award season is. Yeah, it's it's longer and longer. It feels like every year they they stretch this out to the middle of March and we got to get it back into February. Early February, you know, just before COVID started, the Academy Awards was February 9. It was the earliest ever. It has been done. It can be done again to get it back to Feb 9 because everybody's talking about 2023 movies right now. Looking right. back on 2022 movies, I, some of, everything everywhere is almost a year old. Some of these movies are old and we're all focusing on Creed and Shazam and Scream and John Wick and all these movies on the way. Looking back, it's tough when you stretch this thing out to the middle of March.
2: Let's wrap it up with you in the final few moments here. What is your next move in your career, your goals as you sit in the theater? And we've been talking to you since you were a little kid. And now look at all the success you're having. What's next for you?
1: Thank you very much. Well, definitely some uh, ventures coming up that hopefully I'll be able to share soon. But interviewing incredible filmmakers, uh, reviewing movies still. I published a children's book at the holidays called My Very Rocky Christmas, inspired by My Childhood, True Events, and that's available on Amazon. Um, Please, I I hope anyone listening to this uh, gets it, shares it with their family, shares in the experience. You can read it any time of year and get the themes and the values and the messages of it. It's a sweet story. Uh, A lot of people have loved it uh, since the holidays when it came out. So that's been a passion project and have some others coming up. Uh, And I'm on radio every Friday uh, in the upstate New York, Albany area and, uh, and having a great time with that.
2: Well, I'm coming there this uh. summer. My my nephew's getting married outside of New Paltz, and uh, uh. we'll connect. I'll be there for four or five days. We'll get a coffee. We'll Great. meet in between. Tom, why don't you do what you do best? Start uh, middle and put a bow on this. I'm yeah. proud that we did it again. Our listeners, our viewers, we're now up on YouTube with the JT and Looney podcast, yeah. and we have something right. rumbling. So we want everybody to share this podcast. Hey, podcasters and our listeners and viewers, you got to like this, and you got to share it. You got to subscribe or all this just disappears and it goes away goes away into space tom how do we get everybody to listen to this one and listen to it again
0: oh well by by telling them what to see and that's always a you know we've seen them for you and a lot of times hollywood dumps its garbage in january february march the things in the theaters right now other than these nominees aren't very good but if you want to see tar everything everywhere all at once the banshees fablemans or triangle of success you'll be guaranteed to see this, like I said, when you walk in and you don't know what bottle of wine to get, you don't know the difference, like me. Uh, you just get the expensive one. These are the expensive bottles of wine. These movies nominated for Best Picture. Go see one of these rather than Creep Three.
2: It's you Lights know. Camera Jackson with a blue check mark. Elon Musk kept his blue <laughs> check mark, which means he's got to be big. That's great. And LCJ Reviews is where to follow him on Twitter, his radio, all the animation scoop reporting that he does. And a proud partner of the J.T. and Looney Academy Awards podcast.
0: We love to keep things symmetrical here. Thank you for listening to all 40 minutes and 40 seconds of the J.T. and Looney podcast with our special guest, Lights, Cameron Jackson. And for listening to all 40 minutes and 40 seconds of the J.T. Looney podcast, you win the Michael Ryan Award oh and the jt looney podcast is brought to you by bet online where the game starts i need to say that legally well i don't know if it's legally it's a, it's a contractual thing we have with bet online our partner we love those guys